Hi everyone, welcome to this week's Weekend Extra. It's good to be with you. Jeff here, of course, my name's Joe. We're gonna dive right in. Jeff, great conversation, different conversation a little bit. But I think one of the trickiest things that comes out, and I think this is a tension for a lot of people that want to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. that want to be known as someone that's like Jesus, and they want to reach people for Jesus. How do you stick out without kind of sticking out? You know, how do you be the person that's a God person, but without kind of being the Jesus freak, so to speak? Yeah, that's a great question. So you. You stick out without sticking out by being Christ-like. Okay. So what happens a lot is when we think about holiness, and we talked about that today in First Peter. So when we talk about holiness, usually the way that's equated is lifestyle. Mm. So you, usually when we think about holiness, we think about subtraction. So I'm going to subtract alcohol. I'm going to subtract R-rated movies. I'm going to subtract, you know, whatever bikinis, whatever. You know, I'm going to pull whatever out of my life. And and what happens is is this: when we ha- when we think about holiness as a subtraction idea, we will become legalistic and self righteous. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we'll look at other people and say, "See what I don't do." I am holy, right? See what I used to do this, now I don't do that. I am holy. I would argue that holiness is an addition model. So it's a, it's a, maybe not an addition, maybe it's transition model where I'm looking and saying, I am, I want to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. So Christ wasn't about what he didn't do, Christ was about what he did instead, right? So instead of uh, living a certain way, I prefer the lost. I prefer a weaker brother. Instead of hating my enemy, I love my enemy. Instead of living for myself, I live selflessly. And so holiness, that set apart unto God's use, is, is that. Uh, it ties right into Corinthians where Paul talks about being an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am bringing the message of Jesus Christ. I'm not subtracting something from my life. Now, you probably your next question is, well, don't you wind up subtracting things from your life, right? Read your mind, Joe. <laughs> you, knew. you knew. Right? So, and, and the answer is yes, <laughs> but it's always why, right? So I... I I don't drink alcohol with my friend who is an alcoholic because I love them, yeah. not because I'm trying to be self-righteous. Uh, you know, for men and women, I might dress modestly because I love the people around me and don't want them to stumble. Sure, um, I might not go see a, a, a inappropriate movie because I love the people in that theater. I love my family. I don't want ungodliness to be a part of my life. But, but if you only do a subtraction model, you wind up in self-righteousness or legalism. If it's a instead of model, right? Yeah. And that's what causes you to stick out. You are that person that loves me uh, instead of hating me despite all this junk in my life. Uh, you are that person who, uh, that couple that has a different relationship instead of a sexual relationship, a dating relationship, because, be, because man, you guys are pursuing something different. Yeah. So holiness winds up speaking for itself sure. a lot. It, it's not 
throwing things or pointing fingers. It's like, no, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is, this is the reason for the hope that's within me. This is why I live. And, and I want my life to, to stand for and to be for something something different. It's not a crusade that we're on. No. One, I like that you brought up that Second Corinthians 5 passage about being an ambassador, because it gets into that message of that we are uh, to bring the message of reconciliation, not right. the message of judgment. Right. You know, so we're grabbing a hold of people and introducing them to what we've found, not scolding them for not being there yet. Yeah, and the Scripture warns us that, you know, uh, all kinds of people, this is Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, Jesus says, you know, blessed are you when people hate you because of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So people will, people very well might accuse you of being self-righteous and accuse you of being legalistic, but that should be their accusation, not our mindset and heart set. Okay, so now I want to take a little bit of a an angle on this question. So that, I think, is so helpful. If I have unbelieving friends, unbelieving family, like kind of how do I work that in? Okay, now, what if I feel like God is calling me to change, to transition to some of these things, but then I have other friends or family that are believers that I feel like would greatly disagree with that, or they seem to be lackadaisical in any of these areas, and now I'm like almost concerned, why are you getting into this, what I would think is obvious sin? How do you interact with like believers that almost... There's a tension in what some of that action might look like. How do you work with them? So all of the believer passages, which, by the way, First Peter is one that's mm-hmm. written to um, obedient children. So I would take them to the Scripture. So everything from how do you interact with a weaker brother, and the Bible talks about that. How do you confront sin? The Bible talks about that. Um, how, to, how do the mature interact with the immature? Right? So all those conversations, so it really depends on the person and, and iron sharpening iron, all those conversations come into play. It's almost an individualized conversation, so I almost hate to generalize it. But what I would say is you run to those passages where the church is interacting with itself. Yeah. And, uh, and then a- according to whatever the situation is, um, you would address it uh, there and in gentleness, in respect, and I would say you seek the counsel of spiritual leaders and elders. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where the, the church corporately kind of interacts. You talk about what's wise, you talk about what's loving, and then you kind of move forward from there. You reminded me of something that's just... I always feel like in those moments, we need to make sure that we're praying about ourselves yep. too, because sometimes... I tend to read those passages about the weaker brother and the stronger brother. It's funny how I always put myself in the shoes of the stronger brother. Yeah. <laughs> I never read it like, oh, you're, you're the stronger one and I'm the weaker one. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's always how I interact. So just praying that like God gives you a spirit of humility, Yep. you know, that you're not perfect either. Speck out of your own eye yeah. before you look at the plank of somebody else's. It, yeah. it's all, it is all of that. Yeah. And it's love and gentleness with the desire to build up and restore. Yeah. That's great. Well, I love this conversation. It's probably something that we can dig into quite a bit, but as Jeff mentioned, dig into these scriptures, dive into prayer, see what God's challenging you on. And if you need help with any of this, that's what your spiritual leadership, your life group leader, your small group leader, the pastors are for. So dive into, you know, into those things, ask us. That'd be great. This is our weekend extra. We'll catch you next time.